It's August 8th, 1998, and Inside Out by Eve Six is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I'm Trav. I'm Al. I'm Quillen, and this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about Inside Out, the first single from Eve Six's self-titled debut album. Inside Out spent four non-consecutive weeks at the top of the Modern Rock chart, Spread out over nine weeks. The tick-tock of the clock is painful, all sane and logical. I want to tear it off the wall. I hear words and clips and phrases. I think sick like ginger ale. But my stomach turns and I exhale. I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the rhymes. But the lack thereof will make me empty inside. Um, four non-consecutive weeks spread out over nine weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like over, over two months, basically. It's just some, okay, days, those... some days of the week over the course of nine weeks. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Uh, we, we, we're back uh, with uh, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh we have a special guest this week uh my old friend nick Bertsos. hi nick hey everybody hi nick hi hey great to have you here <laughs> good to be here yeah we're super excited nick is uh is a an old friend of mine and fellow uh alternative rock enthusiast <laughs> and uh worked in a record store in ann arbor for a while i did so i'm <laughs> i'm psyched to talk about that and an authority on all things eve six. Oh yeah <laughs> i let's disclaimer that's not true <laughs> only some things. i do have to ask so like like it, it is crazy that like you know we have friends that we'll talk to and be like hey like what what show you know you want to be on a show like what do you want to do and um, usually it's for bands that um, <laughs> are interesting or cool. What made you um, <laughs> want to be on the Eve 6 episode, Nick? Well, let's just say the choices were not any of my favorites. <laughs> so I saw, what, The Way, I think, was on there. Iris yes. uh -huh. by mm -hmm. the Goo Goo Dolls. And I think The Closing Time was on there. Yeah. Two yeah. out of those three, I was like, no, I'm good. And then I think Iris, <laughs> I was like, I don't have anything to say about the Goo Goo Dolls. And I remember, I remember Inside Out fondly enough. Mm -hmm. And I never okay. heard the record. So I was like, hey, maybe I'll learn something. Maybe, what mm. if it's the best? Yeah. <laughs> won't spoil we'll anything, but what if it was? <laughs> we will definitely get there. Nick, was there any, like, of the... Any any song that we had previously covered that you would have been like, yes, this is my episode. This is what I would love to talk about. Oh, geez. Um, so uh, 
I've listened to all the episodes, just FYI. Wow. I would have really enjoyed to be on the Stone Temple Pilot special because mm. I, that uh-huh. was my shit. Um, oh. The no doubt. Uh, yeah, any of the non number ones. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a big. S- are you a. Are you a tiny music boy or a purple purple boy or a number or a f- number four or, boy or a core boy? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be a boy either. No, I'm a boy. Um, I was always, I was always a purple boy. But fuck, if I didn't like Big Bang Baby a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That God, was purple. Yeah. Still amazing. Purple's, it's one yeah. of the great takeaways from this whole podcast experience is like learning and loving purple. Mm-hmm. I was also a big Smashing Pumpkins boy growing up, so mm-hmm. um, mm. not as much anymore. Yeah, do, we, okay, well. do, we, do we need to go back to Smashing Pumpkins in some form? So what did we do? We did Tonight Tonight, and that yeah. allowed us to talk about melancholy. I, I think it was 1979, yeah. but we talked about yes. everything. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Maybe uh, for a hiatus episode, we better do some everlasting gaze or something <laughs> like that. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Eve six. Uh, <laughs> Inside Out also peaked at number 28 on the Hot 100, number five on the mainstream rock chart, and number 11 on the pop chart, the top 40 chart. Uh, so pretty ubiquitous. Um, let's uh, let's go back in time, in uh, in to 1998. How did you feel about this song in 1998? Uh, Trav, you should go first. Why? Because <laughs> you're first on my Zoom. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, in in 1998, um, I it was sort of like this song was dropped, and it was like, okay, well, this is the new alternative rock song to pay attention to and so i just received it and fell in line like i normally do and went (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, this is this is the new song that i guess i kind of like whatever it's fine um i've never felt anything about this song at like in any way i've never been like it's bad it's good it's 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 just nothing um even at the time i remember uh sitting in ninth grade I think right after it came out. So this isn't, we're in 1998, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, it must've been 10th grade, 10th grade English class. And looking over um, a girl's shoulder when we were filling out these like little surveys about ourselves, like in the first week of school where it's like, you know, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite song? And she wrote Inside <laughs> Out by Eve Six. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Like, how do you feel that passionately about that? And I was not, like, in my snobby phase or anything at all. I was just sort of, like, there. Like, even as a kid, I was like, Eve 6? Really? That's nuts. <laughs> um, and I think I still feel that way. That That's just how I feel, uh, I think, about Eve 6 in general. Uh, Quill? Yeah, I, I loved this song. Um you know, uh, it was like so catchy. I loved singing along. One of the few songs that I feel like I still remember most of the words to this day. Um, I loved belting out the harmonies. Oh man. And the drumming is awesome. The drumming on this song rips so hard. 
And it's, what? it does. Um, okay. Dude. Do you feel that way about the, le- the rest of the record? We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. But All right. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, I do not. Okay. Um, but, uh, dude, the bridge, like the, the little Tom thing that he's doing on the bridge is awesome. Uh, the drum part that he plays during the chorus and kind of like intensifies it during the last chorus is awesome. Uh, the drums kind of sound like, well, his drumming on this song and the drum sound makes me think of Our Lady Peace. Um, and it just hit a lot of sweet spots for me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that was the main thing. Catchy, catchy as hell. Hmm. Great, great drumming. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was then. And um, Nick, you were fine with it? Yeah, I'm somewhere in between uh, Travis and Quillen. I think it scratched some sort of like Our Lady Peace itch. When I like, I remember really enjoying Clumsy around this time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was that, and also that chorus. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it's memorable, and I, mm-hmm. I'm a lyrics guy. Yeah, should get that out of the way. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big lyrics person. It's the first and mostly the thing I hear when I'm listening to music. Hmm. So, uh, at the time, like that chorus, you just immediately remember all the words to the chorus, which is yeah, yeah. I've been trying to figure out and think about after listening to that song about 50 times this week. There's hmm. something like phonetically, right? Yeah. About like just the rhythm of it, mm-hmm. um, of the words and the, the, the rhythm and the rhymes yeah. that, that make it kind of click. It's I've, kind of like, uh, there's a lot of is it? imagery going on. And like, mm-hmm. I just think, I don't know, maybe the lyrics just, I, I'm not saying that they are, necessarily more poetic or like more clever or just sounding smarter or anything like that. But it seems that way to me. And I think that I noticed that back when I was a kid, like, Oh, this, these lyrics sound, sound smart to me. I think like they don't sound like dumb, whatever everything else is on, on 89 X. And I don't know, like, I think that was a, a draw for me as someone who usually doesn't give two shits about lyrics. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. I think clever is the word. I I couldn't corroborate this mostly because I didn't do very much research, but uh, I read at least a couple people saying that uh, Ma- Max Collins Max Collins yeah. wrote this song in like a study hall in high school, and like I feel like that kind of makes sense for everything. It feels like he's like fresh out of poetry class and like, (laughs) I got to get these ideas down. And then like the whole, there's that other single where he's like, you know, turning things around. Your story's not congruent where I'm just like, yeah, you, 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 you're, you're you're like going to all your classes and you're like scrawling this shit in your notebook. Like, um, yeah. And, and some of it is clever. Um, you know, like, things like, or, or am I origami? Like Mm -hmm. getting all those sounds and, like that's I don't know that's kind of interesting. It, it kind of gets on my nerves later on. Like I think in the open road song, he uses the word "poor" at like three or four different homophones in the same sentence. He's talking about like every poor as I pour my poor heart out, and it's <laughs> like okay, dude. Like, I mean, I'm sure th- there were a lot of like 16 and 17 year olds that heard that and were like, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. It sounds yeah, pretty brilliant to me now. It, it like, feels, oh, it, man. There, I guess my thing is that I don't sense a lot of like heart 
behind it, behind the, the cleverness. You know those are all spelled different, but, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I get it about the the harmonies on the chorus. It almost like it's it's almost a little. Uh, does it sound like like the Proclaimers or something like that? It's hmm. like the there's like this interval that he's doing that I don't know. It, it sounds they're cool. really loud. Yes, the harmonies. Yes, they're hmm. cranked up. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, any, uh, I, I think we already talked about some memories associated with the song. Any other memories that you associate with the song? Not really. Yeah. I just remember specifically, uh, my friend Adam, uh, and I singing this song together all the time, like when hanging out or whatever, like, I don't think either of us got into the album, but like loved this song and. Um, sang the harmonies together and, uh, you know, Hmm. we were silly, silly nerds. I think Nick and I's friend Rigel was really into this band. That sounds right. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I remember going from um, Lansing to the Ann Arbor Art Fair with one of my friends and coming back and it seemed like, you know, it's what, an hour drive from Ann Arbor to Lansing, but it's like forever. And so we sat in the back of the van and he was trying to listen to Eve six. And I was like, I don't know, man. And he was like, whatever, I'm tired. Let's listen to an album we can fall asleep to. And so we put on Rammstein. (laughs) 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 So I guess I sort of like associate Eve six and, and Rammstein. Okay. So, uh, that makes a lot of sense. uh, Yeah. Just another (laughs) uh, memory, I guess. I have two um, memories of Eve Six. And <laughs> I went on song meanings. Yeah. To, to Thank try you. to figure out what the song Thank was about. I, look- and I think most people were just like, yeah, it's about a, like a girl that used them or something like that. But uh, the highlight is that I, I don't know how I've ever realized this before. If you just click all the way back to the comments that have no upvotes, you'll eventually get back to some really precious stuff from like 2002. <laughs> so uh, I've got this interaction from, um, it starts with brush the dust away. That's the username mm. who says the song is actually called heart in a blender. I love Eve six. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vervis 22 actually. responds. Ver- Wait, Ver- Vervis? Vervis 22 responds. Brush the dust away. The song is called Inside Out. I don't get why so many people have an issue with it. If you're really a fan of the band and you really bought their CD and didn't just pirate it, then it'd be easy to see. Right there. Track two, Inside Out. Oh, that, that is so. That is fantastic. That's what I got about, yes. that's what yeah. I got about the meaning of uh, the song. At Brush the Dust Away, do you like the Heart in a Blender song? <laughs> The answer is yes. <laughs> Nick, were you moving a lot of units of the Eve Six uh, album at uh, Record Exchange? I would say so. If for those that don't know, the Record Exchange had a nice filing system that went from a normal price CD, and then there's a five dollar section, two fifty, one dollar. 50 cents sometimes there's like 25 cent cds Whoa. this was all over that five and below 
sort of <laughs> area. <laughs> yeah, I I bought this album, and I I wonder if I bought it from Record Exchange. I hope you did. So now, okay, so Record Exchange had two different locations. So you, when you worked at it, because I, I I know this because I helped Record Exchange move. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> when I was like when I was like twelve where or was thirteen. The, where was the other location? <laughs> What a so at one point it was down by the bagel factory, like oh, closer to Washtenaw, which is gone. I think and then bagel it moved. Gone. Yeah. And then it moved kind of like across from like footprints mm-hmm. next, like next to the Chinese place that was at the corner of South U and church church. Yep. Okay. Footprints and launch the skate shop across the street and then China gate next door. China gate next door. And a store that I'm yeah. sure is still there beyond the wall. Just posters. <laughs> I think there was uh, one of those in Jackson, actually, uh, when I was in college there. I remember they did a thing when we moved into the dorms in Kalamazoo. Beyond the Wall came and did like a pop-up shop so everybody could buy their dorm room posters. Any Vincent Van Gogh in there? Just tell the truth. Oh, I'm sure there was some Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, I got a Japanese language Amelie movie poster. So um, we see it behind you. It's a a very, very 2003 college kid purchase. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we um, my two of my friends and I, when Record Exchange was moving, we were like 13 years old and we were like, can we help move? And. They were like, yeah, and we negotiated a price. And then we came back the second day and we renegotiated the price. <laughs> this is like a three-day job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when we finished, we um, we also asked after the job was done if we could also have a free CD. And the guy was just like, oh, sure. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was like a couple dollars to him. They, uh, they ran um, it pretty fast and loose over there. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, to grill you a little bit more about that in a little bit. Anything else about Inside Out? It's just weird Absolutely that we not. all... I think it's weird that we all went to sleep one day, and then we woke up and remembered all the words to the chorus of this weird song. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. strangest part. Yeah. Not that it's bad. Uh, I... Uh, Trev and Al, so Nick, I saw you nodding your head in agreement about the drumming. Trev mm-hmm. and Al, you never, you never noticed how awesome no. the drums are. Wow. No, no, I guess I did. I challenge Everything you. O- it's so. <laughs> I cha- I challenge you to listen to it. L- listen to it with with me in mind, and yeah. I, I think okay. you'll okay. Great. you'll get it. Like it's yeah, yeah. no, okay. it's all just so bland. I mean, you, the song it just it's so like four chords. I think the well, I don't want to spoil anything for album talk, but the drums uh-huh. have a little bit more, uh, a little more going on than the rest of the instruments, in my opinion. And in Inside Out specifically, that that tom part in the middle, the little bridge, is the best part of the song. Dude, I it's think. the best part in the song, one hundred percent, absolutely. That's with the, like going. the monotone vocal. The I'm yes. alone, I'm the one you're yes. the guitar cuts okay. out and the chugging. Yes, bass yes, it's yeah, it's yeah. a great part, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I. I like this song more than I thought I would at, at this this stage in the game. Yeah, me too. I mean, you like this song yes, more than I thought yes, you would. Yes, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> know. 
Um, cool. In the green room, we were confessing to each other that at least a couple of us didn't didn't watch the music video um any any music video yeah notes or yeah yeah i watched I, it i turned it on yeah yeah i turned it on in the background while i was plugging in my microphone yeah for this episode <laughs> you know we're we're back to the oversaturated bright colors and um yeah, it's wet smash mouth Wet Smash Mouth, yes. <laughs> Lots of rain, rain raining on Max yeah. Collins on, on the inside. Uh-huh. There's a great uh, scene towards the end where he's singing at a girl and he opens his mouth wide and she like blows away. Um, <laughs> uh, I wasn't watching that close. Yeah, that's that was like the thing that I like that stuck out to me on this this viewing. Um yeah, I don't know. Other otherwise, just band playing. You know those those '90s colors, those late late '90s colors. Cool. Um, all right. So I owned this album. Anybody else own this album? No. I, I had never listened to it all the way through. Okay. I only yeah. I didn't remember any of the other singles. Yeah, yeah I, I don't never really heard another song from this album. Same. I never oh, heard no. it. Never okay. bought it. Didn't care. I don't really remember having much of a relationship with it, but, um, yeah, I kind of found, like, I, I, I felt optimistic after the first song, like it just felt really optimistic. And then pretty much immediately after that, I felt like it just really flagged. I found myself wishing that I was just listening to green day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, Everclear. Yeah. Good call. But yeah, same thing. California. I thought our lady, I, I was wishing it was our lady peace. Yeah. Huh. I, I, uh, I think that, um, I was either like, I, I was hoping that I was going to really like it. Like I, I was just like, I don't know. I, I was hoping it was going to be a lost gem or a diamond in the rough that I am just now getting into. And, and then my, my second choice would have been it being like offensively bad and like just just goofy <laughs> yeah. and funny and it's so much worse it's just like <laughs> so <Nothing>. bland <laughs> and yeah. yeah i mean i i agree nick you were saying um just a little bit ago that the drums are kind of like the kind of the thing that maybe that doesn't stick out the most but like is the most um proficient and even that like inside out is the best drum performance and then they they're kind of boring yeah (laughs) otherwise and Hmm. i mean more interesting than everything else agreed but like yeah yeah, i I was kind of bummed by how how bland this turned out to be yeah it makes you miss uh sugar ray when you (laughs) feel something you know um it, it does suck that it's coming so close on the heels of fastball because it it had the same sort of thing for me where Mm -hmm. i was just sort of like what am I going to say about Eve's? There's nothing yeah. to say about this. Yeah. It is like every song, there's no like lead instrument. It's a three piece band with no, um, it, with, with no distinctive sort of like leads or anything like that. It's just like four chords. Every song is four chords and, yeah. um, and like a forgettable melody. I mean, I guess if you listen to it like three times, I think I listened to the singles probably like three or four times. And by the end, I think I got like one or two down where I'm like, okay, I think I know this song. Um, but it took work mm-hmm. and it's not really worth it. The payoff is not worth it. No. Um, 
it, there's nothing bad, but there's nothing good. It's just sort of like, I, I don't know how or why this ever clicked. Yeah. 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 There's also hmm. what you were saying, though. There's no riffs. There's no guitar riffs. Yeah, on like a no. very guitar heavy song uh, album. Yeah. That's why. So then the drums have to take on the heavy lifting of like the dynamics because you said his name was Max. I assume he's the guitar player. Uh, yeah. Sorry to say wildly and un- uninformed about this. Thing he's the, talking about. Max is the singer and bassist. <laughs> See, and I was wrong. So Eve six guy. Eve, Eve six, six guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the guitar player, I feel like he was trying to do the green day thing where like, we don't need a riff. I'm just going to put in some texture, which is not bad. Like you get those junga, junga, junk, junk, but that's it. That's his only trick. So yeah. And you need, you need Mike Durnt on the bass. All those Durnts. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about the Durnts. But then, and you said Everclear and it's, you know, it's, it's got that polish and then it's got a weird voice, I guess, which is sort of like our lady peace. I don't know. Yeah. It was just, a, yeah. I wonder if his voice was like voice. an octave higher. Maybe it would be like a, a little more, I don't know, palatable or something where it, like you could play with it a little bit more, but that low sort of like baritone, mm-hmm. uh, there's just nowhere to go with it. He also sounds really like affected. Like he's, he's doing mm-hmm. a voice almost. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Oh, totally, totally, like, yes. Yeah. That also You're reminded totally me of right. green day. Yeah. 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 Uh, well before we, I, I don't like, Oh, well we'll do that later. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's just go through singles. Uh, leech, was a uh, modern rock number six, mainstream rock number ten. So I guess this is the top charting. See, I would have had to Twitter style. I would have had to remember this as the sucking on my brain song. <laughs> sucking on my brain. You're yeah. the teacher. I'm the student. Turning things around. Your story's not congruent. See, for some reason, I can say all these words and yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I I never like. I don't like this mm-hmm. song. No. I thought it was the best song on the album. Okay. I thought it was the number two on the album. Okay. Yeah. first song i thought that first song had a good good there's a good dose of speed and enthusiasm that that carried it somehow maybe it's just before the formula got tired uh superhero girl released in 1998 didn't chart this one's really pretty bad yeah i didn't like this at all (laughs) yeah yeah i i don't remember i i must yeah must not have cared he goes wow 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 (laughs) yeah at the beginning of the riff uh, every time Strong 1998 mall vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it makes me think of... Uh, but like a bad mall. I, malls are Super great. Supergirl by XTC. To, not a cool like mall. I love a mall. Yeah. yeah. No. This is like... This, this isn't Briarwood. This is a shitty mall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Open Road Song, released in 1999, hit Modern Rock number 23. This is the one where my every pour I pour my poor heart out. That's what I that's what I remember mm. about this one. Yeah. 
There's a couple so things clearly I don't the... like in oh, rock sorry. and roll. So- oh, you're good. There's no, a couple. Nick, you go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Quill and go. No, no, no. You go. I didn't have anything of value to actually say. Oh, I was just gonna like complain about stuff. So I guess me neither. But yeah, please do it. That's, do that's, 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 please that's do what it. we do on this podcast. I love it. Especially if there's nothing good to say. Yes. Like, <laughs> just, just make me feel oh, something, okay. Nick. I can do that. There's a couple things I don't like in my rock and roll songs, and one of them is when people say rock and roll, which I didn't catch that in here. Yeah. I can't listen to Ockerville River. That dude says it every other word. It drives me nuts. It's the only reason I don't like him. Uh, but in, then the other thing I don't like, I don't want to hear your song about a car or driving oh, for some reason. Yeah. Oh, wow. The one exception, Not... driving on nine by the breeders is a banger. But yeah, he, I was hmm. a little convinced. I was like, you know, this isn't that bad. He's singing about driving a car 80 on the open road. And then the very last line of the song is he says it's called, he's like, this is the open road song. And it's like, <laughs> but that's the only time he says it. And I was like, what are we doing here? Like, he could have just left off the song part and I would have been more okay with car songs. But wow. If Bruce Isn't Springsteen like can't win me over, song? I don't think anyone can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you don't like car songs. I think yeah, SpongeBob Sp- has an open road song. I, I think so. I remember hearing something like that. The boss? Nothing to follow up on. The boss, SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> my boss sponge 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 steen that's exactly yes uh i think swerve driver are my my allotted oh, car car yeah. bands like they're they're the one band that's allowed to sing about cars sponge yeah. driver sponge swerve <laughs> swerve sw- sponger yeah i do like the cars uh, just to be clear sh- sure mm-hmm. uh Tongue Tied, released 1999, didn't chart. I don't, I don't remember how this yeah, one went. Yeah, Same. it's uh, not not worth yeah. even okay. thinking about it. I bet there were four chords <laughs> and uh, like a pleasant melody over it. Yeah, maybe. So uh, while we're <laughs> yeah. just like dunking on this band, um, <sighs> there was this Pixies tribute album oh, that shit. came out and. I don't know. When did that come out? Like 99? Like 98, 99? Yeah. yeah. Did it really? Get Up, uh, Get up Kids were that, on it. That, that kind of is what got me into the Pixies. Yeah. And it opened with Eve Six playing Allison. Just yeah. super straightforward acoustic guitar. It was really nice. Who's acoustic? Acoustic? Allison. acoustic yeah no no drums yeah, no he's just just pleasant strumming um th- you know what there might have been rim shots huh. um like a yeah um like quarter notes rim shots uh yeah it just sounded like pleasant and kind of like it just emphasized the sweetness and the musicality of the song and like the pixies version it was like probably less than 90 seconds long yeah. um yeah, it was good. Real Big Fish totally. did a non-ska version, like an electronic yes, version of Gigantic, uh, right? Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. Al, my introduction to the Pixies was from the same comp, and it was the Get Up Kids uh, 
Alec Eiffel. Alec Eiffel. Oh, that's yeah, so it was good. cool. That was a good track. Yeah, it was. Cool. Not a Surf did a pretty good version of Where's My Mind. Yeah, I remember that. Um, oh, Weezer uh, doing Valoria. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That was really good. Yeah. Um, I, heard... I think Braid was on there. I think oh, yeah. uh, Promise Ring did Gouge Away. Yeah, Braid did uh, Tromplemont. It's really good. Jeez. Yeah. And Braid, yeah, no, Braid's version of Tromplemont was awesome. Um, I heard Alec Eiffel on Sirius XM today, and uh, it was great. Like the original. I hadn't heard it in a long, long time, and it it's good. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, I, I guess I'd, I'd forgotten that the Eve 6 cover, like I, I, whenever the last time I listened to the, the Where Is My Mind tribute, um, I, I listened to the Eve 6 cover of allison and i was like oh my god that's that's pretty good like mm-hmm. good job and it made me kind of think more highly of eve six for picking a great pixie song that might not immediately come to mind you know a minute and a half kind of ass ripper mm-hmm. so um there you know it's great yeah yeah um are we just like we're just riff, Free, riffing. Yeah, yeah, just riffing. Yeah, just, just other, other, other Eve 6 say, stuff. Buddy? Well, I, I was going to say I read that they uh, and listened to um, Max Collins and the drummer from the band uh, wrote and produced a song on a 2007 uh, Puddle of Mud uh, album. <laughs> um, the song was called, shoot. Uh, we don't have to look back now. Um, I, mm-hmm. I listened to it. Did any, any, anybody, anybody stumble, stumble across <laughs> no, this? Okay. I didn't do my, okay. I didn't do my puddle of mud <laughs> research this time around. Uh, it was like uh, kind of the same thing as this Eve six album. It was like, not, not bad enough. It was like, so it was like the best puddle of mud song. It was like, so pleasant and nice and just boring and bland and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it had to have been a song that like they had written for Eve six originally or something like that. It just like, it did not have like a, you know, a, like a post grunge or like new metal kind of vibe to it at all. It was, it was really, really stupid. So they had a pretty decent sized hit on their second album from 2000 yeah. it's called here's to the night it's produced almost like a cure song it's like very different it's like a prom ballad yeah basically yeah i remember that and being yeah the it's case. got like chorusy guitars and i think some like synthy strings and stuff mm-hmm. like that yes uh, it's it's fine so i graduated in 2000 and i remember this being a thing that popped up as we were going into graduation season and just being like nope thanks we don't need any input from eve six um which i was wrong about the song is great i love you went back and listened to it yeah yeah i went back and listened to it It, in fact for like you know for music league uh that that some of us are involved in we uh, have a uh we had a um a session where we looked into the depths the, the the worst parts of alternative music from 1999 to like 2003 and this came up during it and i was like oh god this is actually kind of good and the more i listen to it the more i'm like 
I actually love Here's to the Night. I think it's a really good song and it's like well written and like kind of affecting and everything. Um, yeah, it, it does. It's so much better than anything on this album. Um, huh. I, yeah, I, and I don't know if I'm just like, like it, it's an overcompensation thing where I'm like, Eve Six is so bad that they actually wrote like an adequate song that I'm like, oh, this is great <laughs> or what. But um, I really enjoy it. Uh, here's to the night from the album Horror Scope. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible. <laughs> I was going to anime album. I was going to ask, what do, what do you think of the album cover? Yeah. <laughs> After I got the album cover tattooed to my back, I regret it. <laughs> I'm still okay. No beach for this guy. Um, I think here's to the night though. It, it definitely like speaks to his vocal range, and I think Inside Out does too. And that might be like the difference between that and whatever uh superhero girl is so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um oh i so yeah i also saw that they were uh like they broke up and then reunited like heading into like the 2010s and uh they signed to an indie label called fearless records um to put out an album and i thought that was hilarious because fearless records was home to at the drive-in um before relationship of command and and a bunch of like pop yeah punk is that what like stuff. acrobatic tenement was on uh no in casino out and via oh, were on okay. um f- uh fearless also the aquabats were on fearless records oh good um <laughs> yeah i just thought that was interesting um So before we hit the charts, uh, let's talk record store life for a minute, and oh, then God. we'll talk Twitter yes. Twitter for a minute, and then um, we can hit the other charts. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Nick, I bought so much of the music collection that we talk about on this show from the $5 and $2.50 section of Record Exchange. So like, uh, I, I just want to know, I think a lot of what I want to know is about those two sections. Like, sure. did you just have people bringing in a copy of like hints, allegations and things left unsaid by collective soul, like nonstop, just baby. like four, four times a day. We tapped into that pipeline. Like, yeah. how, how did you, how did you categorize things? And like, what did you see over and over and over again? So you would basically, if you brought in a big stack of CDs, I would scan the barcode and then on the computer would tell me how many we have already. <laughs> There was sort of a rule. If it was like more than five years old, then maybe maybe we don't put this in for like eleven bucks. Like that would be like, I don't know. A new CD came out and someone brought it in the day it came out, and I have a used copy. That would go out for like eleven or twelve bucks. Yeah. Then let's say let's say we did get a new CD and we got it for eleven, and then someone brought it in again. We get we'd put it at ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Eventually, like five, two fifty, one dollar, fifty cent is how it worked. You also just had to be a little like discerning with, is this actually going to sell? Like, oh man, I'm trying to think of what we had the most of. A lot of five dollar Cure CDs, like those '90s Cure records, were always in there. Mm-hmm. Collective Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could always get a good price for 
old Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin and Beatles, but the $5 section was just riddled with, uh, what did I, oh, I just looked up because of the charts that sprung monkey record. I just remember the, oh, the album God, cover yeah. that was Ooh, always in yeah. there. Eve six eventually, like, I think I worked there from maybe 1990, maybe 2000 to 2003. Uh huh. So, How old were you, Nick, at, at that point? That time I was uh, like 16. So high. 15 so this to was 16. Like, this was high school for yeah. you. Yeah. I Min- I, <laughs> I worked at Angelo's restaurant, uh, also closing. Yeah. Currently. Yeah, I, I just saw. saw that. Yeah. I worked there. I rode my bike to that job. I worked there since I was 13. So I'd worked there for, you know, Jeez. a decently long time for a, a child, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And someone had stolen my bike, and I was very mad about it from outside of, of Angelo's. And I like, all I ever did with the money I made at Angelo's was walk to record exchange and buy Super Nintendo games and like $5 CDs. And I walked in one day, and I was all huffing and puffing because my bike got stolen. And the dude that worked there was like, What's wrong? And I was like, These jerks at my, these jerks at this restaurant <laughs> stole my bike. He was like, That place sucks. And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, You want a job here? And I was like, Yeah. And that was it. Wow! It was completely. That was weird. Was that Chris? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> That's awesome. That is the long, dream. long, dark t- ponytail. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say his last name, but he would uh, probably find me and murder me if I did. <laughs> <laughs> there was one time we went in there, and I think we were talking about uh, all my friends were talking about buying Weezer tickets, and that dude was like. <laughs> Why are you spending all your money on Weezer tickets? You should spend that money on drugs. Yeah. We were like, we were like, fifteen, sixteen years old. That dude loved telling me that I should be doing more drugs when I was a high school student. <laughs> also, part of the agreement of me working there was my parents refused to pick me up from work, and so they made Chris promise that he would drive me home oh every night. Oh my god! And he did. He was oh, a really wow. nice guy. What? Chris. Oh, Super Chris. nice dude. Jeez. He refused nice. to listen to any music made after 1980. Wow. Yeah, I <laughs> remember serious. you ragging him Whoa. about things that he would listen to. What are we doing, yeah. Chris? Oh, it's Saturday, so we're going to listen to the residents for four hours. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Sounds fun, man. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But yeah, it was mostly five dollar, two fifty, just the repeats and stuff that we had way too many of. Yeah, man, I remember uh, there was a record exchange. Uh, I I grew up downriver, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. I lived in Southgate, mm-hmm. and there was a record exchange there, and I I think it was not like record exchange was kind of a chain right or yeah they were in right? uh, pennsylvania ohio and then i think yeah. there's only three stores in michigan yeah so there's like this 20 was, elsewhere this was not part of the chain but it just happened to also be called record exchange okay and um there was like the cheap cds were basically i think on like tuesdays or something like that all mm. cds were all used cds were half off which was like four bucks or something like there were five bucks or something like that. And, or no, it was like buy. it may have been buy one. I don't remember. It, it was, what I remember is my introduction to the cure was buying a nineties cure album for $5 at mm-hmm. record exchange. So you saying that you had a lot of cure albums, uh, yeah. just like made me like, like, yeah, of course, like nineties cure was my intro for $5 and, yeah. uh, 
and and it, it was Wish, which is my like, to this day my favorite Cure album. So like huge, like huge, huge deal to me. Um, You're welcome, Q baby. We went to the yeah. record exchange and I bought um, Fragile by Yes. I yes, yeah, that was a, a formative moment. I bought me. the Yes album by Ooh. Yes at that same record exchange. God. Yes. 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 <laughs> and many, I mean, man, I, I, I spent a lot of money there in high school, um, and, and early college for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I bought, you know, any green day album I owned throwing copper, any Bush album that I owned, mm-hmm. like th- those, there's no question. Those were all $5 or two fifty purchases from record exchange. And, you know, I was, I was getting into all of this stuff usually a couple of years after it was happening. So it was just like it was a cinch to buy those cheap albums. But, you know, Tower Records in downtown Ann Arbor was selling. I guarantee you they were selling Throwing Copper for seventeen ninety nine yeah. or something like that. And people were probably buying it. But there was a time, you know, Ann Arbor um, was still it still had a, a, a bit of a hippie vibe in the nineties and the early two thousands. And like we had just on South U record exchange, tower records, warehouse records, uh, disco round. Um, and then if you cross through the diag, you had school kids, wazoo, yeah. encore, um, underground I mean, orders, uh, underground sounds showed up towards the end of high school, yeah. I think. Um, I mean, there probably is even one or more that I'm missing. There's PJs on Packard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I think so that was just the, that, those were my Saturdays when what I was, was the, a kid. Uh, the upstairs, uh, the uh, uh, state um, wazoo, state control, state control, oh, baby. Yeah, all punk. Yeah, I remember that? All punk, emo, and hardcore and metal. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh man, that place fucking ruled. I saw like. Trev, did you ever go? You did. You went to a show we, there, didn't you? We went to that show there where that dude said he was Keith Richards and did a handstand. <laughs> um, I don't. It was like the um, the prom. Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. You weren't there no. for that. Okay. Yeah. I saw your black star and shuttlecock there. Oh, okay. That's a Treepus show. I went with Kevin Treepus. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was never cool enough to go to state control, but I'm glad some of us were. I definitely was yeah, I like intimidated there. Like it was, it was. It was just like a room. Like it was nothing. It no. was like a studio apartment kind of room, with yeah. nothing happening except like a couple of bins of CDs and records and um, yeah, zines like, and stuff and yeah, um, yeah. Man, what it was above. It was like above a. Res- what was the restaurant that yeah, it was like above? Yeah, like a like a like a Coney or a sushi it, place it was or something like, like that. Like Amos or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. I don't even remember. It was cool. Hmm. It was definitely cool. There's two dudes that worked at Footprints. One was named Chuck Damage, and the other dude was named Blair Force One, and they were in a <laughs> they were in a band called McQueen, and they, which I loved, and they told me about it, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I'll check it out. But I'm ter- I'm terrified of this, so I'm not going to. That's great. I bought uh, um, Trev. I bought a for dire life sake CD at, oh at State gosh. Control. Very sick. <laughs> um, Eve Six Twitter. 
I don't have anything specific because I'm not really a I'm not really a big Twitter guy. But any any, any choice? Bits? You know, if, if I was unemployed, I would have gone through a greatest hits of his of his tweets because they're so like they were so good when like the pandemic hit. That's when he popped up and he was like, "Hey, yeah. I've got something to offer," and it, it's just so great. Like everything he has to say, he seems like such a great dude. Like just being like, you know, this um, uh, like a. Uh, I don't know, alcoholic and recovery kind of thing who just like has nothing but brutal honesty to offer. Um, It's so exciting. It's thrilling because it's just like, yeah, this is the truth. Like this guy is like speaking the truth constantly and he's so funny and insightful Mm -hmm. and uh, sensitive and funny. And I just like, yeah, I, I really root for him to do well is he is he still going on twitter i i I stopped looking at twitter Um, yeah 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 i agree it's it's a disaster but did you ever wonder if it was even real like no i never considered it for really there's no way like why would why would somebody be like yeah i'm gonna like pretend to be the eve six guy i don't know i mean it seems like (laughs) it seems like it could be a comedy bit it could it could be a a social experiment i i don't know like okay my power fantasy is pretending that I'm the singer of Eve Six. So <laughs> since they haven't made that video game, this is all I've got. <laughs> Nick, you shared that maybe he has a Patreon thing now. Yeah. So on Stereo Gum's Instagram, uh, the dark side of Twitter, they were saying that he, it said the guitarist. So I guess that's the other Eve Six guy. I did not do it's, a lot of research. It's Eve Six guy. Eve Six yeah. guy is yeah. instead of writing a memoir has or instead of publishing a memoir has just released the whole thing on Patreon. So you can pay like I don't know, I'd assume 5 or less dollars and read his book. And they had an excerpt from it and it was really funny about Third Eye Blind um yeah. telling them that they should dump their girlfriends if they're going to go on tour. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds exactly yeah. like Third yeah. Eye Blind. Yeah. Yeah, he actually, he but dropped, he, he also he also really likes Third Eye Blind. Yeah, music, he loves it. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is so funny. Great ear. Um, <laughs> he, he, dro- he, he dropped one tonight before our episode too. I, I read another like a uh, chapter or something where he was talking about showing up to a uh, like a festival to play after the used, and oh, he didn't boy. have beer, and he needed to like like he needs he needed alcohol to like function, and so he like slammed a bunch of beer. And then played the show and then drank a bunch afterwards because he was still just needing relief and ended up in a hotel um, where he thought it would be funny to put a bunch like get naked and put shaving cream on himself and then go downstairs and play piano. And he got arrested (laughs) and talking about the whole process of it. Um, Good stuff. Jeepers. Great content. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give that man right, five dollars. Yeah, I might. I was just gonna say I might give this guy five dollars. I mean, if it if it's like for the entirety of the memoir or like whatever, I, I yeah, I'm I'm definitely yeah. interested. I I have to think he has incredible stories that he has not yet he, shared. Yeah, he just seems awesome. It's also way easier to read stuff off Twitter than in books. Like they're so heavy and just ugh, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, thank God. They're like they're playing uh, the fest. Eve Six is playing the fest no. in Gainesville. Yeah. Really? Which is like the uh, the PBR punk uh, kind of like yeah beard punk fest, gang vocal fest yeah. kind of thing that happens in Florida every year. Eve Six is roped into it. Dang, I did not know that. 
Okay. When I looked up Eve Six Twitter on Google, the first one that comes up is from October 19th, 2021. It says, my long game is to use my platform as the singer of Smash Mouth to run for mayor of Los Angeles as a communist. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing something right yeah let's go to the charts Number one. Mainstream rhyme is... holder. What? <laughs> okay. Mainstream rock number one is The Downtown by Days of the New. Mainstream. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm on steam. record. I'm on record as having loved The Downtown by Days of the New. I, I had will, to look I'll it die up. for this song. <laughs> I had to look it up, and I think that I thought it was an Alice in Chains song, and I didn't like it. Yep. Hey, guys, I'm pretty sure we talked Trash. about this last episode a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay. I'll talk about it again. <laughs> Side note. Last episode that we have not recorded yet, but... Oh, that's right. I was trying to say I was trying to say main main steam steamroller man Mannheim yeah. steamroller. Yeah, Mannheim that's the joke steamroller. I was trying to make. I'm Same. sorry. Same. <laughs> and I said, I don't Merry even know. Christmas, guys. I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't care for days in the new. I'll just put that out there. Oh, oh man, not even right. not even shelf in the room. Nah. <laughs> not Days even uh, Alice in Chains. Not into it. Not into wow, Alice okay. in Chains. But but Too STP. Well, but STP. Love no, STP. No AIC. Hmm. Wow. I thought Epimax was the hard band. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't understand volume control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you didn't like Days of the New, surely you liked. What's this life for? By Creed. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Shivers down my spine. Is this the first appearance? Aside from possibly last episode? That God, we really had to have had a the... couple of Creed songs by now. Oh, I'm my sure we've prison, had Creed songs. Right? Right? So? so I'm pretty sure that um, it might show up on the Modern Rock chart before this episode, but I think this okay. is <laughs> the first appearance of it on the um, mainstream Rock. Now, this must have been a $5 record exchange purchase for me, uh, my own prison. Same. Um, I it, The Creed thing is weird because I, I temporarily did convince myself that I liked this band. And then very shortly after, realized that I didn't like them at all. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just, just the zeitgeist, um, either the pro-zeitgeist or the anti-zeitgeist. I'm not sure, but... Um, boy, we we really turned on this band. Yeah, like my own prison was like good, right? Everybody was on board I, I, with my own prison. I, it was, when it it was probably out. at least as good as Days of the. New. I liked yeah, it. I liked it at the time. Like at first, yeah. I also did like What's This Life for though. Also at that time, 
Um, yeah, well, we know why. Well, you know, they they didn't count why? as it's, Jesus it's Christ. They they yeah. didn't they didn't count as a as a Christian rock band for me. They, oh, they, they didn't were, count. They were. That's right. They were a contemporary band who sang about spiritual songs, but not a. A spiritual band singing about <laughs> contemporary songs. Um, <laughs> it is yeah, funny. No. I thought that, that I didn't know that they were a Christian band, and I got my own prison. And then someone was like, "That's a Christian band." And then I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then, and then, like, I could just see him. Can you take me? Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Was I blind? Like, oh, no. <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah. I'm so glad you had the same experience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just making Tim yeah, Allen I noises. Yeah, I think it was Higher that destroyed everything. Like, Higher was a, a, an enormous song. But, like, I think things prior to that, we could kind of, like, play around with it a little bit and be like, yeah, okay, Creed's... What's this life for like, is not terrible. It, it's 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 okay. I I can't remember it. What's I remember the chorus. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know that one. Uh, there's, like, a long... Like, the... the there's like a ending section that's kind of long and it's like, it feels like a bridge and it just like, that's how it ends. It's just like a long bridge and it never goes back to the chorus. And it's kind like, kind of cool. Um, but I will say, do yourselves a favor. If you haven't looked at the album cover for, I think their third album called weathered, you should, you should, you should look at it. Uh, they're okay. like, um, it like it looks like their souls are trapped inside of a tree. Is kind of like the image <laughs> that it it seems like it's, and it's just like terrible, terribly, it's... terribly done. It looks horrific. This looks like an art project, maybe like a child would make. Yeah, thinking that yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good and giving yes. it to like a mom on Mother's Day. Yes. You just kind of have to smile and. Yes. Thanks, child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, pop chart, starting with uh, The Boy Is Mine yep. by Brandon, Brandy and Monica. Now, we've uh, we've talked about that before. Yes. Um, we go to I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, which um, I'm the resident Aerosmith fan. And Until now. That song, it doesn't. Oh, boy. Doesn't, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, don't Want to Miss a Thing doesn't do a whole lot for me. Have you never been? It's a Diane Warren song, isn't it? It's a Diane Warren. Yeah. The yeah. intro is pretty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? You think so? I mean, with the strings, it's it's pretty. I didn't say it was good. You know, double down on it, or else, uh, like, like commit. <laughs> the intro is pretty, and the best part of the song, and okay. I had an Aerosmith themed birthday party three or four years ago, and we watched Armageddon. And uh, it was really boring. Yeah. It was a really boring movie. It is. Hey, before we get too far away, is Weathered worse or better than Human Clay's cover? Because, <laughs> man, is that you, one bad. Oh and so you, is the first one. You do make a great point. They're, they're all terrible. <laughs> they're very, very bad at covers. Yeah. You just got to get out of here. You are exactly right. <laughs> um, I uh, Then... Um, uh, go ahead. I, I liked. I always liked this Aerosmith song for whatever reason. I don't think it stands out as like one of the greats, but it's mm-hmm. like a cheesy prom song that I yeah have like a yeah. ironic enjoyment of. 
Oh yeah, I yeah I I'm there with the ironic enjoyment for sure. Um, then the pop chart goes to the first night by Monica, which I kind of had to remind myself. This is the I don't get down on the first night song, and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. I I'm more familiar with First Night by Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's the, that's a movie. <laughs> I was um, laughing a lot for the record. it's got a it's got a a a good uh there's like a good sense of tension built into it you know it's that same school of production as the boy is mine but uh yeah will king arthur step in oh never mind very cool (laughs) still talking first night (laughs) (laughs) isn't it i have that movie i actually yeah Yeah. i actually own that movie yeah i own that movie on vhs it's it's good it's good it's okay yeah all right bunch of gearheads let's go (laughs) let's go to the uh modern rock chart if you and take a look at what else is on if you have not listened to the boy is mine on really loud speakers it's a pretty cool song just saying dude the boy is mine is awesome yeah i agree with the final fantasy strings but it's also like yes the panning and everything like if you're listening on super loud speakers it's pretty cool yeah wow Man, Nick, you're you're like you really proved your you <laughs> know, you you really you really listen if you recall any fucking Final Fantasy mention that I try to sneak in every every chance I get. 16's coming yeah. out, baby. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> um Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys is coming in to take over for yeah. at least a couple yeah. months. That's great. Is that a good hey, song? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. I think so. I like it good more now than I great. did as a kid. Um, yeah, it's good. I got a question yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Who got the hooch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tribal fire's here and the circle speaks so near. The simple truth so very much clearer. Who got the hooch? the only sweetest thing in the world is it any of you no it's it's every (laughs) everything in me that that has the hooch i I didn't know that that group was called every everything yeah pretty good right they just (laughs) (laughs) they covered the bases there (laughs) what do you guys want to be called do you want to be called this that no let's just get like all of it when i will be everything (laughs) when i thought saw that song pop up i was like what the what is this and as soon as i started i i immediately recognized it and like remembered it i just never knew who i guess i never knew who who it was yeah it's some white boy funk that is for for sure oh my god yeah yeah. it makes (laughs) it makes g love sound like uh nwa or something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's a uh, Seven Mary Three 
song, which I didn't remember oh them God, coming yeah. back. It's got a like kind of a nice like 1994 chorus, but then it's got a it's got sort of like 1998 verses, which are not so good. Oh, um, yeah, never I, heard I, of it. I, you know. Yeah, I didn't remember it at all. We continue um, to be in full fucking swing mode. Uh, I think yeah. I think this chart has what all three of the like I think Zoot Suit Riot. Oh boy. Um, yeah, the big bad voodoo daddy uh, song. Brian Setzer and Brian Jump Setzer, and whale. yeah. It's crazy. And the bottle makes three tonight. Yeah, baby. I think God, it's yeah. you and me. I, and the bottle makes three tonight. Parentheses, baby. Yep. Yeah, there's more to it. Than <laughs> that, I guess. But, um, I, so dumb. I, I think maybe right now is the first time I realized that Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and Cherry Poppin' Daddies were two separate things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think too, that's too legit. many daddies. Which one? Yeah. So many. Oh, are you a Big um, Bad or a Cherry Popper? <laughs> uh, it came out just as it should have. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, th- I think I have to be a Big Bad. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> can't can't no. publicly claim to be a Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Jesus. I think the police Christ. are coming down my stairs real quick. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, how did you feel about the, what do we want to call this mess? The swing revival? Yeah. Oh. I I mean, I liked the singles at the time. It was coming from having like, you know, a year or so before that, having like just gotten into ska. So it was pretty easy for me to, um, I, I don't know. I like appreciate it, but it, it did not last long. Like I, I never, never bought any of the albums or anything like that. And never really followed up with, with any of any of those bands. Yeah. Um, I liked hell by uh squirrel nut zippers. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Yeah. I liked well, hell as well. I don't, I don't think I'm much, <laughs> what what about you, Nick? Were were you a swing swingman? Uh, I remember I remember thinking that Hell was like this is an interesting song by a band that seems very strange. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, no, the rest of it I just was confused about. Like, because mm-hmm. on the radio we had Eve Six and this cool new band called Creed. And <laughs> why are these other people playing this grandpa music? Right, that, right. And like, sure. and trying to convince me that it's cool, and they're dressing the part, which was yeah, also annoying. Yeah. It also seemed like a lot of work. Like, where are you getting these zoot suits? Yeah, yeah. and stand up yeah. basses. They don't fit in the car. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we continue every week talking about how we should listen more to yield but um i had kind of forgotten about in hiding by pearl jam that's a good single i had i had never heard it before that i that i can remember yeah it's good if you like given to fly you'll you'll probably like in hiding i thought it was way way boring compared to given to fly okay that's me that's just me of course that's just me of course but i'm a i'm a you know a given to fly lifer Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm paranoid by garbage is here at number 14. Uh, that song's great. Yeah. Yeah. All the singles from that album are yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever listened to it all the way through, but I should, yeah. I bet it's good. I was so impressed with that pink garage album when right, we yeah. uh, checked it out a couple yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, e- really good. Eagle Eye Cherry, uh, popped up here. Uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah. popped a cherry of of an, <laughs> of an eagle's eye. <laughs> um, Smash Mouth too uh, with the "Can't Get Enough of You, Baby" cover, which I don't remember what movie. Oh, Can't sure. Hardly Wait, right? Oh God, banger after banger. Um, on the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack. Can't Hardly Wait, amazing movie, amazing soundtrack. Agreed. Perfect. Hmm. Grad- graduate by Third Eye Blind, right? It's there? Oh, yeah. No, it's on the the uh, On soundtrack. the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Also, London. London, an album cut, is oh, in the really? movie. I don't oh. know if it's on the soundtrack, but it's in the movie. I remember watching that and being huh. like, whoa. Okay. Um, Going to talk about Space Force. I, yeah. yeah, I wanted to sing it. I wanted to, s- to sing it out. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pretend I didn't say no, that. No, no. Anybody else have any other no, uh, things they wanted we, to talk you, about? You already dropped it. <laughs> so I always thought that Space Lord, Mother, Mother, I always thought it was just a radio edit and that it mm-hmm. um, was Space Lord, Motherfucker. Uh, but it I don't was. think that is the case. No, I think it is. I'm pretty sure. I'm it's pretty sure I've heard. Yeah. I yeah. I've I've heard. I've heard the that. the um, well, Spotify, Spotify, the the keeper of all things that are good, um, <laughs> yes. and correct, has like the explicit version of the album and the edited version of the album, and they both say "Space Lord Mother Mother." So I'm God, I'm just basing it off of that. I did not okay have the. I did not care to, to research further than that. So Boy, I, I would love like to I be where I've heard I th- a version. I thought so too from, from back then. Um, yeah. Looking my nightmares and using my name. Just over my cortex and you know I'm insane. I've squeezed out and hummed the tribe and I'm drowning. This song is, dare I say, better say than I remember hey. it being. It kind of, dare I say, rocks. It rocks. <laughs> this is it's what I want Days fun. of the New to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded more like Days of the New than I remembered it sounding like. Like, I don't know. It, it, it was kind of cool. I did not. I feel, like I, rem- I feel like I remember it coming out and just being like, Everybody, everybody collectively being like, oh, these jokers. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I think the it video was totally funny. on board with it. Oh, I was. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. all made fun of it. We all hated it. Like all, all my friends hated it. Oh, no. Like we thought it was funny, but like also cool. Yeah. No. Mm. Okay. Um, should we, should we read rate inside out? Ugh. Yeah. We're well over an hour here. We are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I also have this new issue where uh, I, you know, I have two power inputs for my computer and I poured, I, I, I uh, spilled beer on my computer and oh now no. I only have one power outlet and uh, my computer's going to die in a couple minutes if I don't end this episode and plug it in. <laughs> okay. Um, 
All right, uh, let's rate Eve six. Do, do um, I get a say? Yes. Yeah, you do. You definitely get a say, Nick, yeah. for sure. So we didn't even talk about the fact that Eve six is a, an X-Files reference. There's an episode with a bunch of clones, and they're named like Eve yes. one, Eve two, Eve three, and so on. And uh, there's a character named Eve six, so that's an X-Files reference. So I'm going to give this song Eve three. <laughs> I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit and give it three blenders full of heart meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Uh, yeah, I'll give it... Uh, I'm just going to give it two hooches who only got the sweetest thing in the world. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dang. Well... <sighs> I, yeah, I I came away f- hating the album but feeling pretty high on the song. I'm gonna give it four, beautiful Ben's unmistakable stems, which is uh, oh my God. uh <laughs> just a Wikipedia reference. They it was like a a side project or something like that or like someone from this band joined eve six yeah i don't think you know what you're saying (laughs) four four? i'm giving it a four yeah the album gets a two the the song gets a four yeah all right all right is eve six a nirvana wannabe (laughs) probably i I wish they sounded more like nirvana (laughs) i think eve i want them to be more I think Eve Six is a third eye blind wannabe. <laughs> That's where I was. Yeah. Like I felt like this album that had a possibility from listening to this podcast. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your whatever's, but uh I never heard Third Eye Blind's first record. I never listened to it front to back. And hearing oh. you guys gush about it, I was like, Well, gotta dip yeah. a toe. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. It is awesome. And Thank I was like Eve Six, I think that was also in my head when I picked this one. I was like, I think maybe this could be like a diamond in the rough. This could be the new yeah. third eye blind record. Exactly. Nick, it's that's not. exactly yeah. what my hope was too, like yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. Uh, the best way for us to communicate with you is via our Facebook group. Tell me all your thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. Uh, you can try emailing us at thoughtsonpod at gmail.com and see what happens. Uh, you can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Uh, next week, I was thinking we could skip our episode about the fully clothed men. Oh, good. And maybe instead... We could do an episode about the bare naked ladies. <laughs> let's let's do it. Uh, that sounds all right. Sounds good. Okay. We'll do that episode in one week. Nope, uh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> if we record it by that time. Uh, thank you, Nick, very much for being yes, here. Yes, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, Thanks for having this me. Is a lot of this fun. was fun. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.